Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Colts Coffee and Conversation. My name is Carl. And I'm Holly. I'd like to welcome you to another exciting edition of Colts Coffee and Conversation. <laughs> How are you, Holly? I'm doing pretty well today. Really? I'm kind of curious why, but we'll get into that in a second. Oh, okay. Uh, we just want to do our disclaimer first. We forgot to do the disclaimer the last couple of times, so guess what? We're putting it back in. Okay. Just for fun. Because it's fun to say. No, it's not. This is for entertainment purposes only. We are just normal, regular people. We do not have degrees in theology or anything like that. We just take the information, we figure it out, we put a story together, and we tell it. Correct? Yes, that is correct. Beautiful. All righty. Okay. So, uh, let's do the other thing, too. Thank you for the five stars, guys. Thank you for the subscribes. Thank you for the listens. We do appreciate that. We do try really hard to make sure you guys are informed and also entertained at the same time that's, that's great. that was a smile that's All right. great <laughs> <laughs> righty. so by the way reach out to us let us know what you think tell us how you feel we got our facebook fan page at colt's coffee and conversation we have our instagram at colt coffee convo and of course we have the twitter at colt's coffee con one that is colt's coffee con one and of course we have our wonderful old school always the dependable the email address at colt's coffee convo at gmail.com but wait there is more holly Take it away. Get your voice memo on your smartphone and record your response to us and send it off to Colts Coffee Convo at gmail.com. Beautiful. All righty. So before we get into our conversation about Colts, let's talk about our coffee. Today was a good day. It was a good day. It was a great day. We decided to break protocol and we decided to get into the car and drive over to the Starbucks drive through. We're done with homebrew for today. Because <laughs> <laughs> we can't afford it every day. Uh, it's just once a once in a well while. Now it's turning. Now it's turning to a treat. Yes. Because the drip, which I don't even know was even open. It is even, open. It is. Yeah, I got a little um, email from them saying, "Hey, we miss you. Here's a dollar off. Please come." Ooh. Looks like Carl might be picking up a Spanish latte, but I prefer it in a cup, not to go. But we'll cross that bridge anyway. So, uh, okay, so yes, we ended up uh, getting in the drive-thru, thought there was a huge line, nope, we got up early, that's the trick, mm. you gotta get up super early. Yes, and it's a Sunday, so this is, uh... This is everyone's normal day of just, <laughs> they go sleep in until midnight, or till noon, I'm sorry. <laughs> midnight. They went to bed at midnight, too. they went to bed at midnight. But, uh, yeah, so we were able to drive through and order our coffee. Didn't even wait long. What? No, we did not because the car in front of us had a really quick order. Boom, boom. Man, We by the time we, like, did our order, it was already done. Yeah, we were already driving up to the window already to pay. So what did you have, Holly? I had an iced cloud caramel macchiato. Is that how it's... How it I is? think that sounds about right. Mm -hmm. I had the vanilla cappuccino. Mm. Oh, mm. Felt like a man again. My ankles got goosebumps. It was so good. Mm. I savored the flavor. It took me 30 savored minutes. Savored the flavor. Yes, it took me 30 minutes to drink it while watching church on TV. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. Yes. Somehow we're all televangelists now. Anyway. <laughs> <sighs> all righty. So are you ready to get in? Are you ready to get into it? Yes, I am uh, ready. Uh, okay. Go, yes, ahead go ahead and set it up. Well, first of all, yes, we're going to set it up. Now, if you notice, the last episode, guys, was a little shorter than normal mm -hmm. because this one's going to be a little bit longer. We hope. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be longer. Okay. Now, this is the this is the fourth transition. 
Would you say this is the fourth transition? Well, it's part of the third transition, but it's a section of the third transition. Section of the third. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, this is where it gets pretty ugly, mm -hmm. uh, very violent. Yes. And, of course, politics kind of play into it a smidge. Oh, uh -huh. yes. Yes. So, y are you ready? Let's buckle up. Let's I am ready. Let's do this. Okay. Now, the Synanon, the foundation, had a quote-unquote wire. It's uh, an internal broadcasting system that played... 24 hours with the repeat talk of getting the enemies. George Orwell's 1984 had arrived a little bit early. Now, not too long of time, Synanon commerce training of the Imperial Marines in a depot flats in the Badger Mountains and attacked over 40 people. Now, there's a thing called a Karoom, which is a strike and rebound, which is known in pool halls. Yes. Uh, well, when they used to be around pool halls, but in the, <laughs> in the vernacular of pooldom, shots now involved of public beatings and getting the quote-unquote enemies. Now, on missions that went coast to coast, now members were taught that if caught on a violent mission, to go to jail and do not blame Synanon. Hmm, interesting. Plausible deniability. Now, publicly, Diederich warned that people should not mess with Synanon because the organization could not control its members. Now, also, quote, unquote, bombs, he would say in 1978 to news reporters Connie Chung, uh, this is when she was with CBS News in 1978, will go off in homes of critics. Now, Synanon members bought stock in ABC, which, first of all, very clever, uh, and attended the stockholders' meetings and named their names and the members and identifying themselves as former members of Murder Incorporated. Fun. Asked the board if they had protection for their wives. That's kind of, that's pretty... I can't believe in those days there's they, they, total terrorist attack, on verbal Yeah, they're attack. literally like saying they're part of Murder Incorporated. Which is a known mafia game. Thing. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, and just saying it in the middle of a I mean, meeting, a public meeting, a public meeting of stockholders. How many people think are at stockholder meetings? A lot. Of course. So there's tons of witnesses. What do they do? Yeah. Weird. Uh, now, Dietrich compared Synanon to the mafia. Uh, the Marines were led by Dr. Douglas Robson, who eventually flee in fear of arrest. Mm -hmm. Coward. Yes, of course. Of course, do as I say, not as I do. Abused children assigned to Synanon began running away to help by a quote-unquote underground railroad. This was led by uh, a rancher, Alvin Gambanini, who sought to return them to their parents. That's nice of him. Guess what he got in return for being nice? A Synanon mob beat up Gambanini in front of his family. Now, the beatings of opponents, alleged thieves, and ex-members, which were called splitties, occurred across the country. Now, Synanon mobs attacked teenagers and youngsters. Of course, we ought to know about who got close to their properties. So that's attacking people. It's kind of an amazing, amazing thing. It's 1978. Now, this is actually right before Jonestown happened, yes. by the way, because mm -hmm. that happened in November 1978. Oh, that's right. Yes, and this is all in the earlier part, and as we go down, it'll it'll talk about the months that was going on. But before that, in 1977, in Santa Monica, Synanon took in a woman in a pre-psychotic break and would not return her to her husband and transferred her to Tamales Bay. 
the husband hired attorney Paul Morans, who had recently finished a case against persons who had kidnapped Skid Row alcoholics and kept them on Thorazine in nursing homes in order to build a state. Morans and Sinanon locked horns for eight years. Mm. A grand jury in Marin County pushed by Paul Morans, issued a scathing report in March of 1978 attacking Sinanon for its child abuse, profits that flow to Diedrich, weapons, threats, and also attacking authorities for their lack of oversight. Remarkably, the authorities refused to intercede. Of course. Though local newspapers and broadcast media covered the case, they were largely silenced by lawsuits from Sinanon lawyers charging libel. The Associate Press did a study of Sinanon's efforts to discourage the press. Rumor had it that Diederich could be heard over Sinanon's private radio network, ranting, quote, Who is this guy Morans? Why doesn't someone break his legs, unquote. In a recording of a speech later seized by the LAPD, Diederich fumed, quote, We are not going to mess with the old-time, turn-the-other-cheek religious posture. We are going to, our religious posture is, don't mess with us, you can get killed, dead, physically dead. We either have a good thing here or we don't. If we have a good thing here, then we are not going to permit people like greedy lawyers to destroy it, unquote. Okay, first of all, you can get killed, dead, physically dead. Well, yeah, because he wanted to make sure, I, and I always thought that was kind of odd. Mm. But, you know, you could say, oh, I'm going to kill you, and it's not really meaning you're going to kill. Ah, uh, You see okay. what I'm saying? He, yes. But he reiterated. Ah, he's making sure he got his point across. Yes, he did. Beautiful. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's okay. Ex-Synanon members heard from members inside of Synanon that they had Moranza's address and that he was next. Question. Ex-Synanon members are helping current Synanon yes, members? Yes, okay. So this is what I just thought of that, too. So there's always the back and forth, and, you know, because the ex-Synanon members would possibly... I would say, no, the reverse. The Synanon members would want to keep in touch with the ex in case they needed to split. They, uh. You know what I mean? They, they needed some kind of support. Or they just talk. I mean, that's why most cults will, once you leave the cult, you cannot talk to their shaman. Uh, because yes. they don't want the transference of information. Gotcha. Okay. I'm yeah. just, just curious. No, that's a good point. While Moran's was meeting with California terrorist unit and the LAPD Intelligence Unit for Protection, on October 10, 1978, Sinanon Imperial Marines, as part of a conspiracy with Diederich and other top officials of Sinanon, placed a four-foot rattlesnake, minus the rattles, in Moran's mailbox. Hmm. So, obviously, Moran's went to get the mail. He was bitten and hospitalized for 11 days. A Los Angeles district attorney search warrant led to a discovery of an audio tape wherein Diederich bragged of beatings that had occurred, m Imperial Marine training, and said one day the message would be delivered to everyone, quote, don't mess with Synanon. You can get killed dead, physically dead, unquote. <laughs> 
Moran's name was mentioned in the tape along with threats to get the wives and children of lawyers who opposed Sinanon. That's pretty deep. We've been going after the kids and the wives. Well, that happened with the Aum Shenrikyo. That's correct. They actually did with that lawyer. They Mm. did. Now, local authorities refused to investigate after grand jury reported issues that this has caught attention of David Mitchell, who ran a small weekly uh, paper called The Point Reyes Light. Now, Mitchell found the report rejection was led by Sheriff Lou Montanos, who turned out he had been uh, nominated for sheriff with Synanon help. Mm, corruption indeed. Mm. And who had been given gun permits to Diederich and all second-in-command Dan Garrett. Now, Mitchell developed a quote-unquote deep throat in the sheriff's department, Art Disterheft. Now, other journalists uh, who took on Synanon were L.A. Times reporter uh, uh, Narda Zucchino and, of course, Connie Chung. Uh, Synanon purchases of over $200,000 of weapons from a single gun store also brought media attention. Now, the lawsuit brought by Morans, uh, the ones by Synanon against ABC and Time Magazine, ultimately turned out to be Synanon's undoing, uh, giving through legal investigation journalists access to some uh, internal documents on violence. Now, Synanon members were instructed in writing to physically harm others take responsibility for it, and never reveal Synanon's involvement. Those who went to jail for Synanon were treated as heroes. Diedrich officially declared it a quote-unquote holy war. Now, in June of 1978, Ernstine White, a grandmother, was trying to get her three grandchildren out of Synanon. Her daughter died in Synanon, and the husband split. The Morans got a court order giving Mrs. White custody, but Synanon refused to turn them over. So Morans was prepared for that. Upon Synanon's disobedience, 13 police vehicles surrounded the building and drew their weapons. And the police told the Synanon the kids were coming out with them. The only question was how. Okay, so we got weapons. We're surrounded. What do you think? They're so brave and they think they're the you-know-what, right? Uh, all three minors were returned <laughs> to Mrs. White. Mm. Okay. During summer of 1978, California Congressman Herschel Rosenthal, a longtime Synanon supporter, attached a rider to a bill that, if passed, would exempt Synanon from all health licensing laws, regardless of condition person taken in. Beautiful. The Marin County supervisors, including... Barbara Boxer and Diane Feinstein did not want to take a public position against Synanon as it was a constituent. So you mean to tell me, after they were surrounded by the police, that, you know, 13 cop cars, all that kind of jazz to get Mrs. White's grandchildren out, mm-hmm. they were actually going to get free reign on as far as health conditions and Barbara Boxer and Diane Feinstein didn't have the stones to step up to them and say, nah, it's good. No, we're going to say no to this. A, they may have not known all the facts, but B, it's a progression. You know, this is a progressive group. They're doing things that have never been done. And, you know, San Francisco Bay Area is all about the progressive. I, I, and, and I get that part, but how can you justify your progressiveness with $200,000 worth of weaponry bought in one spot? That's not progressive. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out It would out be here. super interesting, but they probably don't even remember that far back. Because of course each, they one don't. Because one of these people are still alive. Of course they don't. Although, Actually, Don, 
They're in their 80s. Yeah, I was going to say, both of them are still alive. They're just one still in Congress. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Diane that's Feinstein. W- that's so weird. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. So through a telephone call to Paul Moran's by the Marin County Council, the supervisor requested Moran's lobby to defeat the bill, which was in its last committee for vote. Moran's did, and the bill was defeated by one vote. Wow, beautiful. Okay. Now, eventually, in September 21st of 1970, the Marines tried to murder, and when we mean my Marines, we mean their version of the Marines, um, tried to murder ex-member Phil Ritter. Now, uh, Phil Ritter, who was trying to get his child out and has gone to the authorities to complain about forced vasectomies in Synanon, which we discovered, which we covered last episode. One day, as Ritter was returning from home via the supermarket, two young men approached him. Without saying a word, they beat him with wooden mallets, leaving him on the ground bleeding with a fractured skull. They didn't even take his wallet. The attack was among at least 18 that the California Attorney General's office eventually linked to Synanon. To this day, there are disagreements over whether Diederich ordered the violence perpetuated by Synanon members or merely stroked their rage. But three declarations written in 1983 by the three Synanon officials in in exchange for immunity from prosecution, how convenient, stated that the Imperial Marines uh, prepared a quote-unquote hit list of Synanon quote-unquote enemies that, appro- that was approved by Diederich's assistant, Walter Lubell. Now, the hit list con- included former Synanon president Jack Hurst, who his dog was found hung, Phil Ritter, and, of course, Paul Moran's the lawyer. They alleged that the security chief, Art Warfield, had direct Imperial Marine Joe Misuko a Vietnam vet to find a hitman to kill Morans. Then when Suko reported the job would cost 10 grand, uh, Synanon executives deemed the price too high and ordered the Marines to, quote, take care of Morans, end quote, themselves. Okay, question. So, yeah, I have a question on that too. <laughs> you, you first, you first. Well, I mean, they're cheap. I I, mean- okay, <laughs> you, you just were right there with me. It's like, so 10 grand's too much, but yet you spend 250000 on cigarettes a year. You also just bought two hundred thousand. Two hundred thousand dollars an hour. I, I know, but the thing is, is the funniest thing is, is that they figured, well, you know, they have people there. They were gonna. They don't care whose blood gets on whose hands. Right. Ten grand, but you're spilling. You're That's spilling quarter they, of a mil here on cigarettes because mm. it could. It, he could serve, send out the Marines, quote unquote, to kill him. Okay, for free. Ten grand. No, uh, he's, he, it's so. Ch- I mean, when you're. T- I mean, we're talking about a life here, but it's just like when you just run the numbers. You're just like, really? Uh, it just. Well, it was their un- part of their undoing because stepping over dollars to pick up pennies. Well, if they would have paid somebody, they might have gotten away with it. That's my point. But all right, whatever. Okay. Ugh. According to the three declarations, Lubell was the one who directed. Musico and Alan Hubbard to attack Phil Ritter, and Lubell, who ordered Musico and Lance Keaton, the son of jazz musician Stan Keaton, to travel to Los Angeles and plant the rattlesnake in Moranza's mailbox. Mm. The day after the attack, police arrested Musico and Kenton. A month later, Los Angeles prosecutor John Watson and 30 law enforcement officials 
descended on Sinanon's new $1 million compound in Lake Havasu to arrest Dietrich on the charge of conspiracy to commit murder. They found him, according to Watson, in a stupor, staring straight ahead, an empty bottle of Chavez Regal in front of him. Oh, that was a quote. He was so drunk that he had to be carried to jail <laughs> in a stretcher. <laughs> so a dog goes back to his vomit. Is mm. that what that appears to be? I guess. Pretty much, right? Mm. In 1980, Dieterich pleaded no contest to conspiracy to commit murder. Yes. He pleaded no contest? That's funny. To me, that's... Well, he made a plea deal. That's what it was. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I forgot. Now, in 1980, this is the time, well, in the late 70s, mid to late 70s, they had a lot of these easier sentences. They were indeterminate sentences, but I don't know if this is what this was, but um, he was fined. Now, the, check this out, Carl. Mm. Dieterich was fined $10,000. Hmm. Could have paid the hitman for that. Yep. Sentenced to five years of probation, which means That's he's not in jail. Stink. Morantz agreed to let Dieterich avoid prison time owing to his poor health. Poor health and what? And barred from having any affiliation with Synanon. Hmm. So I think Morantz wanted him out of Synanon because he was the party that was um, was damaged by Synanon was, was Morantz. Okay, absent its charismatic leader, the group floundered. The IRS revoked its tax-exempt status and ordered Synanon to pay $17 million. Yes. There's another group out there who's tax-exempt. I'm just throwing this out here. That the government... Oh, government. Oh, my gosh. Who is known for its abuse, who's known for its, like, insanity, and yet they still have it. Well, yeah, they didn't have it. They fought for it and got it because they, when when you get your tax exemption revoked, that means you owe all back taxes. See, it's not like okay from going forward, then you owe taxes. Right. In the lengthy court battle that ensued, Moran's provided hundreds of documents he'd unearthed that implicated Dieterich and other Synanon officials in criminal acts. Beautiful. Those documents became the foundation of Morantz's book on Synanon from Miracle to Madness. The court finally ruled against Synanon in 1984, finding that it had a, quote, policy of terror and violence, unquote, and a practice of diverting, quote, corporate resources for the enrichment of individuals, unquote. Synanon declared bankruptcy and in 1991 formally dissolved though a branch carries on in Germany. Ah, now before the snake in the mailbox incident, Dieterich tried to escape a warrant for his, for his arrest in Washington, D.C. Now he fled to Europe, where he returned to alcoholic drinking. So that's where he picked it back up. He passed out when he was arrested for the assault and attempted murder, obviously, of Paul Morant, because they carried him out in a stretcher. Now the Department of Justice in the 1980s, hiring a Morant and a sociologist, Richard Offshe, uh, as a consultant, suits in and on to remove his tax-free status retroactively and committing a reign of terrorism. Now, the concept was based on law that eventual charities are taxed if they commit acts against public policy. Now, Synanon fought and lost the, the action on summary judgment based at their own admission in their internal records. After litigation over the tax exemption, which was at the end could not pay, 
Synanon doors finally closed for good in 91. Before the attack on Moran, Synanon had opened a new quote-unquote private corporation city in Lake Havasu, which was a plan to send Synanon money to private corporation and then into the hands of Synanon leaders through salaries. And there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Synanon. 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 Probably what he sounded like when he said it. Synanon. It's done. That's it. Yes, it is done. So, this is a cult? Yes or no? Yes. One leader, once he left or got arrested or finally detained, it crumbled. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, the money. I just, I don't get it. Well, it's absolute power corrupts absolute. absolutely. Yeah. It's just sort of interesting in looking at all the different phases of it. started out good, and he just kept, the machine was more important than the people. Right, and the thing was that uh, we were discussing earlier is that, you know, most of these, I mean, the setup was so long for this, I'm not going to lie, I was bored a little bit of it because I'm like, come on, where's the juice? Because normal groups, cults, last... 15 years-ish, I think that we kind of, the average is 10 to 15, yes. somewhere in there. This was 1958 to 1991, so there's a big, huge, and plus the transitions, it's a long transition. I think some of the juice would be some of the memoirs of people that were actually in it. Yes. This was sort of like a timeline of history. Yes. We didn't get into the nitty-gritty of, oh, you know, this person, this is what their story was. Right. And and the thing, too, is, is that with the attachments of Hollywood and that money. Oh, yeah. And then Santa Monica and their chicken, you know what, cowardiceness of not dealing with the situation in yes. person. Mm-hmm. Um, also not including the, you know, the, you know, all the way up to... You know the the large purchase of weaponry, the violence towards people. I mean, you got to be somewhat informed of what the heck's going on, well, including Barbara Barbara Boxer and Diane Feinstein, who didn't want to take a stand on this. Really, really, that to me that. Well, he wielded a lot of power because tons he, of power. He had a lot of land holdings. He had a lot of, I guess, uh, government influence. Oh, you know he. You know he probably popped. Well, obviously, because he had that sheriff in, in his pocket, and he and got I, away with a lot. And I think he must have had some kind of good PR because, you know, oh, they're helping people. They're helping people. You know, the good outweighs the bad kind of thing. Right. And I think that it's just interesting how it went all the way up through Congress. Yeah. As far as, as you know, but my thinking is all these people with the attacks of the miners, the kidnappings, the beatings, you know, the whole bit. And all this going into law enforcement, why, I thought kidnapping, I guess it, if you don't go across state lines or something, the FBI is not involved. I'm not sure why. Yes, that is correct. But why was this? Allowed? Oh, yeah, well, the people would have reported, yes, I went up there, they beat me. Oh, well, you shouldn't have been there, dude, sorry. Everybody knows. Yeah, I mean, is that their attitude? You on, you get dead. Physically, Physically dead. dead. Oh, gosh. I guess. I mean, I guess. I, I don't. I don't, I don't have. Yeah, this is one of the things where you just like, you guys. Are, I mean, the people. All you can truly blame is the government, the yes. state government. It, it all falls on them. To the sheriff's department, to the police department, to Congress, Congress, the zoning committees, all of it. The 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 uh, Santa Monica city. Actually, the prison. Uh, you oh, know, the prisons. The prison that's right. In Nevada. 
Okay, yeah, you have that as well. The, as well. the city of New York. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. San Francisco. I yep. mean, it was crazy. Yeah, it's a it, it's it's a nice uh, umbrella of just what the heck, and you can't make this up. I believe that Charles Diederich died in 1997. Mm. You know, he was obviously out of Synanon by then. You know, he stashed cash. Oh, anybody that's like that would stash cash. Right. Even if it's just in a big suitcase. Right. Well, anyways, that's it. That is Synanon. Beautiful. Once again, let us know how you think, guys. Uh, don't forget to give us those five stars because we need those five stars. Isn't that right, Bogwan? Yes. Yes. The five stars of Colts Coffee and Conversation is very important to the algorithm. And the algorithm of Holly, I forgot. What is our algorithm? Society and culture. Society and culture, yes. Yes, that's what we do. Shut up, Bogwan. Get out of the way. Sorry. All right. Okay. On that note, guys, once again, thank you for listening. Thank you for liking. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And to all you cultonites out there, good night, Holly. Good night, Carl. 